Hello, everyone. Hello. <laughs> My name is Matt Armando. I'm Emily Riggins. And this is TBD. With Emily and Matt. Wow, 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 wow. Um, we are back. Uh, we're social distancing another podcast. <laughs> well, to be fair, I actually... Yeah. When we settled on this, as I was walking to school this morning, the sidewalks were very wet. So I think the ground would have been very wet. Uh, yeah, I, um, it's sunny right now, but I was under the impression it was a, a reasonable chance of rain today, or yeah. rain tonight. Um, and it looks like, according to my phone, still might happen, but got pushed back. We might have been able to, whatever, it's fine. Um, here we are, Skyping a podcast. Nothing I'd rather be doing over Skype than a podcast. That makes sense. <laughs> um, what is TBD? Well, we're the podcast about tea and friendship, the premiere one at that. Um, we have no guests this week, so it will be Emily and I alone. And uh, we're going to each, we're each having a little mini topic later. I don't know what Emily's topic is. No, he does not. And Emily does not know what my topic is. No, you do not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um,. <laughs> Um, Are you done explaining? Gonna, we're going to drink some. We're going to drink tea as well. That's it. Now I'm done. Okay, I have something I need to say. I okay. can think of something that I'd rather do over Skype than podcast. What is it? Um, be a part of like a, um, like a lottery results reading where I'm the lottery result winner. <laughs> but over Skype. Yeah, it's socially distanced times. It has to be over Skype. I don't. You asked me what I'd rather be doing. I made up a scenario in my head. What is this lottery? Like a real lottery? Yeah, like I'm getting $6 million from this lottery in my brain. And you're not just checking the numbers like on the phone. This is my scenario, Matthew. Okay, well, I'm just trying to figure out like the details of your scenario. So, yes, I, I got, I went to the gas station. I got a lottery. But then it, it, they just, it was a series of people that were selected. So let's say seven. Seven mm-hmm. people for this lottery were selected to be on the, 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 the Skype call. Yeah. Now I quick let's like break off. I don't can you have that many people on a Skype call or is it only two people? Um well next to next to my face but yeah. above your face there's like a big circle that has person Ooh, add plus. person. I think that's new. I see it as well. Um should I add somebody right now? Yeah, let's add. <laughs> I have 3 I have 3 friends on on uh Skype that I could add. Let's get Laura on here. She's one of them. <laughs> I really did a shot in the dark. And I was right. I'm really proud of myself. Honestly, I don't surprise. I don't like. I don't know of Laura. Actually, I don't know of any. I don't. You're the only person I talk to on Skype. So all these other people, like, I don't know how I'm friends with them or why, but they they were there. <laughs> um, um, okay, this is cool. I like your lottery thing. I also like the reveal that you believe lottery tickets are specifically purchased at gas stations. Like that's definitely like. Where else do you buy them? Um. Well, my, I'm in my world. Um, I guess my I, my dad. I used used to buy lottery tickets a lot, and he would go to the convenience store up the street, which was not a gas station, um, just a like a corner store kind of thing. Uh, and then when I see all the ads in, in like New York, it's any like bodega you can buy like lottery tickets at. That's um, true. I guess so. Where I was growing up, we would only our convenience stores. We're also mostly gas stations. 
Yeah. Like there's grocery um, stores. And I do think you can buy lottery tickets at grocery stores. Some grocery stores have gas stations. That's true. But I feel like I can't think of any small bodega convenience store type thing. Okay, awesome. up the up the street from where I grew up, there was a pizza place slash just like cigarettes and lottery tickets and candy bars <laughs> store. <laughs> and then eventually they started selling beer, um, which was like Massachusetts. Uh, there's a whole fraught uh, history of who can sell you beer or not. But uh, that was like, yeah, you could get pizza. So we'd get pizza there like every Friday night or whatever. <laughs> and then other yeah, just random. It wasn't really even a convenience store. It was just like, I mean, that kind of convenience, but just like snack. I feel like snacks and Tylenol <laughs> and pizza. Like, I don't, I mean, I guess you could buy like toilet paper and stuff there. Okay, I think I think of two, two places in my hometown. Yeah. Okay, there was those like drive through convenience things. I don't know if they're in Massachusetts, but it's like a building mm-hmm. that has a big like drive through spot in it. And you drive through and you go to the cashier and you're like, I want a six pack of beer and a bag of chips. And they bring it to you. I think you could probably get lottery tickets. Although I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. That is a convenience store. I'm going to say that. I will say that those do not, as far as I know, exist in Massachusetts. Um, and the other one is near the house where my mom grew up. There was like a little, I guess I don't know if it was a convenience store. And I actually don't know if you can buy lottery tickets. But mm-hmm. I think it is at one point called Bays. My mom is going to either be really impressed by this story or not be impressed at all because I don't remember <laughs> the details. But you could buy, like, candy there. Yeah. But that was not connected to a gas station. My point is both of those places are not connected to gas stations and I do think would be classified as convenience stores. There you go. I mean, I guess this place that I'm thinking of is a convenience store. I just, like, I I never bought anything of convenience from it. It was always, like, of, of things of vice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and let me say it's called the Brattle Stop. And it was called the Brattle Stop because it was on, it was like on train tracks, basically. Or like, like a train goes by it and there's, you know, like the street, you know, where a train crosses the street and then the railroad signs come down. It's like right next to one of those. And so they acted like they were a stop on it, even though it was a freight line. So they weren't really a stop there, but it was kind of a cute name, you know? Yes, yes. It's still there. I still go there when I go home. Wow. You go and next time i'll buy a lottery ticket maybe <laughs> please do follow up next time mm-hmm. 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 um should we jump into it tea talk tea talk tea talk tea talk uh i have a I, before we get into what we're drinking uh so i'm in an improv class right now and it's over zoom and I pretty, it's from six to eight, which is still like a good time for me to make some tea right before it starts. And you just like, I don't know, cause I, I mean, I used to bring tea to improv um, classes all the time. Like I would go to a Gregory, the Gregory's coffee <laughs> and get myself an Earl Grey and bring it to whatever class I was at. And so this isn't that out of the ordinary. Like I'm just sitting there, you're doing a lot of talking in improv, you're drinking your tea maybe. And in the first class, <laughs> like in the the preamble to how to use zoom for improv purposes i was told or like not specifically me (laughs) but uh the class as as a whole was told to not be on mute don't mute yourself because you can you can laugh at everyone's fun improv scenes um but that if you drink anything to maybe temporarily mute yourself 
or if like a siren goes by your building or something that you may mute yourself for a moment, um, but not to drink things so that people don't hear your mouth sounds. And I, I felt personally uh, attacked by that because of my tea drinking, even though I wasn't being called out. So, I was like, yeah. I don't know who your instructor is. I'm sure you've told me and I it slipped. Mm-hmm. But I bet they knew you had a podcast. And I bet yeah. they were like, this guy with a podcast, he's not mm-hmm. allowed to drink on Zoom. Yeah. Well, all I, all I want to do is apologize for my mouth sounds to the people in this podcast. <laughs> um, well, I will say, mm-hmm. I understand what people are saying when they say that about Zoom. And like, you should leave yourself on mute so people can hear you laugh. But I kind of disagree. Because there's so many background noises you don't realize. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I can hear the people in my apartment next door. Is that getting caught on Zoom? You know? Yeah. I mean, I think little noises, honestly, I think little noises is fine. Like if somebody started striking up a conversation in my hallway, I would mute myself. But if someone was just passing by my room, I probably wouldn't. Um, I mean, I can hear my elevator dinging from inside my apartment. And like, I know that's making noise and probably getting over the Zoom, but that doesn't bother me. And I, I don't know. I think it's I think it's interesting that some people are that bothered by mouth sounds in particular. Um, I'm assuming none of our listeners are bothered by that because we're drinking tea all the time. But um, yeah, I don't know. I guess like any sound can be annoying to somebody, right? Maybe the sound of my voice is annoying to people. Am I supposed to say I'm mute the whole time? You have to only do improv mute now. <sighs> That's a bummer. I'm sorry. Most of my best improv is when I'm talking. <laughs> um, Matt, what tea are you drinking today? Okay. I'm and you're drinking... allowed to drink it, not on yeah. you. Thank you. I'm drinking a very interesting tea. Um, I think you'll agree wholeheartedly that this is possibly one of the most interesting teas we've ever, anyone has ever had on this podcast. Um, so in the, uh, in the fall, I went on a little vacation to, um, upstate New York. I did not leave the state of New York, but I went up state a little bit and I went to, uh, Hudson, Hudson, no Beacon. I went to Beacon, um, which is a cute little town and has some shops and some restaurants and whatever. Um, I may have talked about it briefly on the podcast back then, but what I didn't talk about was that I bought a tea while I was there. Um, I went to a store, uh, that sold marshmallows, which, uh, I did send Emily a picture of my s'more at the time or something along those lines. Yes, I remember um, this. I had bought s'mores from this place. But one item that I saw from like the, the shop that they had inside of it that I thought was very interesting was uh, the, the store was called the Hudson Valley Marshmallow Company, and which is why I said Hudson before I said Beacon. And they uh, have a bunch of beverages. They had a, like hot chocolates and things you could buy. But I did not. Well, I guess technically this is, this is a kind of hot chocolate. But I bought... Sweet chai of mine, premium white hot chocolate mix with chai spices. Oh, oh, oh sweet chai of mine. Um, yes. Sorry. So it is, uh, it is kind of more in the hot chocolate range than it is a tea, but it has chai spices, so I'm counting it. <laughs> I think it counts, and I'm actually very excited for our comparison of our two teas, just so you know. Wow. Spoiler! Wow, wow, wow. Okay, um, you get the chai spices in this hot chocolate. So this came as a powder, and I, I, I heated up some milk, which another addendum to the, another thing that makes this crazy and interesting is that I had 
uh, macadamia milk today. Uh, it was called milkadamia. <laughs> and I've never had it. Um, we are we are in in my household uh, trying some new alternative milks. I have a I have another milk sitting uh, waiting for me to try. Which what um, kind? Uh, hazelnut as so, my other one. So you've tried soy, I assume. Uh, I've had soy in my life. We I don't think we've bought soy. I've, yeah. I mean, I've had soy before. I'm just going down the list. Almond. I know you've had that because I've had it with you. Almond, yes. Oh, which we've discussed. Yes. Pistachio. Yes. And so now you're on. And I've had coconut. And co oh yes, coconut. I forget. Um, so you are now on macadamia and hazelnut. I bet hazelnut yeah. would be good. Yeah. So I haven't had the hazelnut yet. This is the first attempt at macadamia. Emily is freaking out. You should have done hazelnut with your chocolate because then you would have had a Nutella hot chocolate. That's true. Maybe Sorry. next time. Sorry. Um, I, so I had, I poured this um, macadamia stuff. I poured it into a measuring glass so that I could like get the right amount for the, the proportions. And I poured it and I was like, this is so thick looking. And I tried some of it. Or I smelled it first. And no, yeah, I smelled just the milk, straight milk. And I was like, Oh my God, what is this going to taste like? And I had some of it. It tastes like liquid frosting. It is crazy what this milk tastes like. Uh, so it's, yeah, macadamia milk tastes like frosting. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm mixing it with this <laughs> this chocolate thing. I'm going to have like basically dessert in a mug. Um, does it taste like And I got to tell you, I got to tell you, it tastes like dessert in a mug. I, this is like what feels like one of the most decadent things I've ever drank. Um. Can I read to you the directions? Absolutely. Mix three tablespoons per eight ounces of milk. Makes nine to ten servings, depending on the intensity desired. Wow. How much do you have left? Um, so this is my first time using it. Um, so I still have another uh, eight to nine servings, depending on the intensity desired. <laughs> um, okay, so I got a couple questions. Oh, my God. I have to back up. It does have tea in it. It's, it's, uh, the ingredients, white chocolate, uh, uh, yeah, white chocolate, pasteurized skim milk powder, sugar, spice, Earl Grey tea, and vanilla bean powder. Um, oh, okay. I got like eight comments. Okay. So it's, this wow. is described as a chai hot chocolate, basically. Yeah. Does it say it has like cinnamon spices and stuff? I know you said the word spice. Um, it just says spice. Okay, so I'm gonna assume that that is cinnamon. But Earl Grey is not a chai tea. Uh, no. Uh, I find I actually am, I'm shocked to find that that's on. I, this is my first time reading the ingredients, and I'm shocked to find that it says Earl Grey tea. Also, um, vanilla isn't really a chai flavor. Vanilla, delicious. Earl Grey tea, delicious. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these aren't chai ingredients, including the white chocolate. But well, yes, <laughs> they're just kind of they're kind of going for whatever. And you know what? I'm digging it. <laughs> Does it taste like you're drinking frosty frosting right now? Yeah, pretty much, um, and not like in a gross way. It tastes pretty good. Um. Um. Okay. So I have a few more questions for you. So yeah. you tried this macadamia thing. Um, I know you're probably ignoring it, but am I moving to you? Uh, you are frozen to me. Okay, I'm sorry. I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't uh -huh. ignore it. Um, so oh, you're back. Oh yay. Um, so 
you said the macadamia milk, milkadamia, mm-hmm. tasted like frosting. Yeah. Because it still tastes like frosting. Yeah. So, so it's definitely like, like before it was frosting, and now it tastes like uh, white chocolate with frosting <laughs> or something. So like um, a white chocolate frosting. Yeah. It's it's pretty it's pretty crazy. Um, I definitely would say don't add sugar to this. <laughs> I'd say maybe it could go with a less uh, powerful milk. Maybe I was literally like out of I just ran out of oat and coconut milk. So I was like, well, I guess I'm using the macadamia nut milk. <laughs> um, so who's to say if I'm getting a completely honest read on what this tastes like? But um, it definitely tastes yeah, it tastes like frosting, tastes like dessert. And it's not, I'd say to me, it's not gross. Like that sounds like it could be a gross description, but I think it tastes good. Okay. Um, do you get the chai vibe from it? Wow, chai vibe. Let me try another sip. Okay, that's taking a sip. Um, I just have so many comments about this tea that I have to save for later. I, I mean, it has, it does have like a cinnamony taste. So it definitely must have that in it. Um, I mean, looking at it, it kind of looks like it has like, a chai spice deal like it's yeah i don't know it's not it's not completely unlike a chai but it's also not super similar to one either do you get the bergamot flavor in the earl gray mm. not really it's kind of drowned out by the white chocolatey taste of it but maybe i don't know it's hard. There's so many. I'm getting so many flavors from this. Like I smell it, and I'm like, I'm smelling everything. I'm tasting it. I'm like, I'm tasting everything. <laughs> um. Okay, those are the really the two questions I have. If you made this again, will you please use the hazelnut and report back? Yeah, I guess I'll have to use it soon because I'm going to open the hazelnut soon. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah. I didn't know you were going on this milk journey, and I really wish you luck. Uh, I'm really, I'm really, I, much like playing Pokemon, I'm trying to catch them all. Are, what, are, what are the ones that are, are left? Uh, well, I, I mean, I have to get to the hazelnut. Um, I feel like there's, uh, there must be others. Um, I mean, I could do a whole soy. Emily's looking it up. I can hear a click. Absolutely, I am. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess, I, I, yeah, I could do a whole soy. I haven't really done, like... I haven't bought, like, a bottle of soy milk, I suppose. Um, or even almond. I haven't done, like, a whole bottle of almond. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. There must be more. Um, um, what are some other things that exist? I saw something for rice milk. Um, I don't know if that's, like, a drink thing. Mm-hmm. But you can replace it in baking. It's, it's not a very helpful website I found myself on. Um, the rice milk was the one that, that stood out to me. Well, I'll, I'll let, I'll report, I'll certainly let you know if I have any more, uh, journeys down milk alley. <laughs> milk lane. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is, I'm really excited for this journey for you. Mm, um, you. okay. Do you have anything else you want to say about this tea? Uh, no, not really. Um, it tastes a little like marshmallow, hot chocolate. Oh, I have a question for you. Uh-huh. Do you feel like this would be great on a wintry, frozy day? Uh, yeah, this I I would I would totally have this camping, um, or just uh, out like in the snow, or like if I was in a hot tub, but it's also winter, and I'm like, you know, so it's like cold air, hot tub, drinking this. Um, yeah, this would go well in the winter. I did buy it in the fall. I did wait until 
it's nearly summer to try it. <laughs> it was but, wild you know, that you had through the whole winter and you just... Yeah. A lot of times I would forget about it. And other times I'd be like, oh, I should bring this on the podcast. And then I would still forget about it. It was sort of... Here's the problem. It wasn't with my tea. And I think I really should have had been keeping it on my tea shelf. But I just like put it into a cupboard instead. So mm. it wasn't always top of mind. But okay. you know what? It's in a tea tin now. So it'll stay with the tea stuff. It's very exciting. I was wondering why it looked empty when you said there was still some left. Oh, yes. This is a completely empty container that, I'm, yeah. that I've been showing to you. Um, but I put it into one of my, my vacuum seal looking things. <laughs> Matt, okay, Matt, can you show me the container again? Matt, would you say that this sweet chai, oh, mine, from the Hudson Valley Marshmallow Company, white chocolate, hot white hot chocolate drink is your cup of tea or not your cup of tea um this is my cup of tea it's it's kind of insane (laughs) uh but i like how insane it is and i'm having a good time Uh, oh man there's so much sugar in this thing (laughs) it's um one serving would be 32 percent of my daily value of sugar so um there you go and I will say the milkadamia has a little bit of sugar in it as well. Wow. So no wonder it tastes so good, but yeah, it's good. I'm happy you're eating frosting just straight. <laughs> I could have probably just spooned some frosting from a tub, and this would have been basically the same thing. Um, okay, Emily. You have a tea on your end. Hell yeah. In your apartment. You're also drinking one. What tea are you drinking? Um, I am drinking from the tea spot, the Climbers High Chai. Wow. Um, so, also has chai, but it is not a traditional chai. And that's why I was excited when you said, you don't have a traditional chai. Wow. Um, I'm going to read you some copy. This supercharged yerba... Herba, yerba mott spicy chai is both good for you and a pleasure to drink. Micro blend of teas, spices, and herbs formulated to provide a refreshing daily lift for high energy lifestyles. Originally formulated to assist people with adjusting to high altitudes. Wow. Um, well, you're you're high up in Manhattan. Does it? <laughs> Does that uh, count? I feel so grounded because of this tea. Um, so I'm trying to find the ingredient list, but um, it's being difficult. Oh, there it is. Okay, so it's roasted herba mott, black tea, green tea, white tea. Whoa. Chopped something on my keyboard. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> so it has pretty much every single type of tea. Roasted yerba mott, black tea, green tea, white tea, pura. Pura? Ginger root, cinnamon, cardamom, licorice root. Oh no, I should have read this beforehand. <laughs> Elethero? Elethero? Your, your ginseng root, saffron. Oh, that's an expensive spice. Black pepper, <laughs> clove, fennel, safflowers, peppermint, tulsi, and vanilla flavoring. Wow. Um, so basically, it has everything known to man. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a real. They threw everything but the kitchen sink in there. <laughs> Truly. It has every single type of tea. Um, um, have, you, is this, uh, have, have you had this before? Or is this I your have, first yes. time? Okay. Are you drinking it hot? I am drinking it hot. 
I think, you know, I love to say this. I think it would be pretty good ice, but I do think it's better hot. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say my drink would be weird cold. <laughs> um, yes, absolutely. Because then it would just be like real, just like having frosting. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, do you think this would be good if you were high in actual altitude and not just high in the, the uh, wait, no, streets? How, how do you say that? Like uptown. Up, uptown, I guess, is what I want to say. Um, you know, listen, I'm not a climber. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. I can't say I've ever been in a super high altitude. Certainly never been to Colorado where the T-spot is. Um, You've been to the top of that hill in uh, in Columbus or whatever, right? It's in Lancaster and it's called Mount Pleasant and it is a very Mount high Pleasant. hill. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to say yes, it would help. Okay, great. Um... Oh yeah, because this is this is tea spotted from Colorado. Yeah, it says handcrafted in Boulder, Colorado, since two thousand four. Wow. Um. Okay. Uh, does it taste to you like a chai? So it, it doesn't have that traditional like black tea flavoring, clearly, but it, the spices do match up with a chai spice. I think. Okay. Good spice. Um. Is it, uh, and yours, you say, would be good cold. So that's, that's uh, we have opposite opinions about our uh, respective chais. Um, I'm sure mine wouldn't be bad, but it is supposed to be hot chocolate. <laughs> that's true. Um, I mean, I've had, I mean, pretty much a mocha is a hot chocolate with an espresso in it. And I do like iced mochas, but yeah. I think that's different. I mean, is it going to taste bad? Probably not. <laughs> is it going to t- taste right? Also probably not. <laughs> Um, okay. Um, let's see. Did I have any other questions? I don't know. <laughs> um, how does, how does, how does it make you feel? Good? It feels good. I don't know if I've ever felt an energy from it, like caffeine boost, but I guess I'm so addicted to caffeine I might not even notice. Mm. I told my mom one of my goals this summer is to be less addicted to caffeine, but I don't think that's going to happen. Wow. I've been getting headaches in the mornings. Uh, because you're not getting the caffeine? Not, yeah, like before I do it. And then as soon like, as I take like two sips, my body calms down. So there also might be a psychosomatic thing. Could be. But. Maybe you should switch to decaf. And then if it's psychosomatic, maybe your body will it'll, it'll, it'll trick your body. I will say. So I usually take tea bags into work. So I have good tea. And I've recently ran out. Mm-hmm. Which would be fine because there's a pretty good Earl Grey tea at work which we've actually had on the pond before, a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And, which is a fine, which is great. And I would, I'll drink it. Except for the last two days, when I went down to go make tea, there's been no black teas. Wow. Although, so there's been a Lipton tea bag, but ugh, you know how I feel about Lipton. But then I realized today, so I didn't have it yesterday, but I realized today, I was like, it's fine, I want some tea. It's decaffeinated. It's decaffeinated mm. Lipton black tea. And I'm like, what am I doing here? I think they <laughs> haven't gotten their new shipment in. But uh, somebody calls Cisco up. I am I was mad. I was mad. I'm, I'm sorry. I made that myself you would... a cup of coffee and it wasn't what I wanted. I'm sorry you went through that. It's okay. It was really traumatic, clearly, because I'm still talking about it. <laughs> That's how I can tell if something is it bothers you if you're still talking about it. Um yeah, 
We'll see if we're st- you're still talking about it like a week from now. Then that was truly traumatic. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. What if they don't have any more tea? We we'll still haven't gotten new tea in a week. Wow, that's just irresponsible. I mean, really what I need to do is I need to take... I have tea bags to take to work. I specifically bought tea bags to take to work. Hmm. Um, Emily, do you find this uh, tea from the tea spot, the um, Climber's High Chai, to be your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? Um, it's my cup of tea. It's not like stellar, but I enjoy it. It's interesting. The Herbamot oh. flavor, I guess, comes through. I don't, I don't know if I could distinguish it separately, but it definitely comes through. Yeah, mine has such an intense flavor. I'm like, I can't, I don't know. It's, the intensity is um, there. But mostly I just get like the cinnamon blend of mm-hmm. spices. It's not over cinnamony. It's like bordering right on the edge of over cinnamony. I do think <laughs> if it was iced, it might be over cinnamony. Like it'd be, make it more powerful. Hmm. Gotta let the ice melt a little more. Yeah. I didn't, um,. I didn't put milk in this tea, because as I've only been putting it in black tea, and I didn't realize this had any black tea in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's my cup of tea. I uh, mostly picked it because I'm nearing the end of the amount I have, and I made a, a bigger cup for this, so I'd have it um, to get rid of more leaves, because I'm, I'm trying to get through some tea leaves, guys. Wow. Um, which I'm, is something uh, I'm I feel surpri- like I'm always doing, but... I'm surprised you have gotten this far without realizing that there was black tea in it. <laughs> well, it's not on the ingredients list on the, the thing. Yeah. It was a very, very short list on the tin itself. Yes. It literally just says Herbamot teas. I guess it says teas, herbs, and flavors. It's still, that's a little, it's playing a little coy, you know? Yeah. Um, tea talk done? Tea talk. Quickly. Wow. Um, should we check in about anything? I have something I could check in about. We're <laughs> ch- 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 checking in about the past. Wow. Um, so this wasn't even that long ago. And um, I think it was in September we did the episode uh, where I regaled our audience with how much I love the TV show Archer. And it was because there was a new season of Archer coming out. And that was very cool. And I watched it when it came out. And it was very good. I have since we recorded that rewatched the entire series, <laughs> and uh, I gotta say, if I did that episode again, I probably would have like a million more things to talk about because I'm realizing like I have so many opinions on it now. But what a good, complex show that it is! And I honestly watching it all in a row, like there was all these different like callbacks and connections that I did not necessarily remember when I was watching them the first time through like maybe some of them you know hit a certain synapse on my in my brain to be like I remember that um but this time I was like oh my god there's so many jokes like yeah way more than I ever recalled that that sort of run through the whole series and I knew a lot of them that's not to say that I didn't know that there were a bunch because I'm sure any Archer fans out there are like oh yeah the show is full of callbacks like at least two to three times as many as I thought there were (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and I have like all these new theories about different seasons and stuff. Like I've like, I don't know. I really, I really worked my brain watching it again. And also some of the episodes I had never seen twice. So it was definitely like, oh, now I'm watching this like again with the, the foresight of knowing like what happens in later episodes and the hindsight of, of how everything connects. So now I'm like, oh, crazy. <laughs> Might I suggest something to you? Go ahead. I found at least 20 different ways to discuss reading on this podcast. Uh-huh. I think you can make a new topic. 
Um, as an excuse yeah, to discuss Archer. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Animated television shows. It's Foreshadowing. True. I have a giant animated television show I haven't talked about yet in <laughs> this very podcast. Is it um, something that's in your background? Uh, there might be. There might be some of it in my background. Um, but uh, Listeners, yeah, I, think I don't know. It's probably The Simpsons. It probably is. I um, yeah, I uh, I don't know. My check-in is basically to be like, I should have talked more about certain things about Archer. I rewatched it. It's even better than I remembered it. Um, there we go. <laughs> okay, I don't think I have anything to check in about. And I don't okay. think we have any emails. No emails. All right. Uh, we are checking out of the check-in. Um, Emily, you, um, you are going to be first in Ooh. telling the, in between the two of us. I don't know. Yeah, I thought I had something clever, but I didn't. Um, uh, we have two topics. Emily's going to tell hers and then i'll tell mine later uh i have no idea what emily's going to talk about but she's going to tell me right now uh, it's crazy that you th- say that i'm first mm-hmm. because my topic is basically about how i'm a first place person <laughs> i'm a first place person i'm going to tell you why my topic is the concept of star baker star baker from the television show the great british baking baker the Great Bake British off. Bake Off. <laughs> um, and, you know, I'm bringing this up. Wow. Because I think it's a great so show. So, wait, what's the, what is the topic? The topic is what? We'll get to it. Matthew. Okay. Okay. We will get to it. You're not the only one who gets to build up to things. Okay? I thought, I thought you said, like, three different topics already. I thought it was for so, being in first place. I thought it was being the star baker. And then I thought it might have been the Great British Bake Off. It's going to um, make sense. Okay. Soon. Okay. So... You know, it's a great show, and I'm going to get more into the show recently, and soon. But, so basically each episode, it's broken down into three different segments. Okay. The signature bake, the technical, and the showstopper. Wow. And I say all of this to give you some background. To my crowning achievement in life. Oh my god, I know what this is. The thing that I'm I'm (laughs) most proud of, maybe... Maybe I'm going to say it at least, I'm 31 years old, I'm going to say 31. Um, maybe more proud of it than when I graduated college, my master's, high school, definitely. Um, what about when you graduated middle school? Was that a bigger achievement? Oh, uh, that, that, you know, it's cutting it close. I, so recently my, my school did a, their own version of the Great British Bake Off. In your girl, Emily Claire Riggins was your star baker. Well, my topic uh, is star baker. Dear listener, which was something that I said was maybe your topic a minute ago. Dear listener, last week on the podcast, Emily, or last episode of the podcast two weeks ago, Emily made me on air congratulate her for the second time that I congratulate her for winning uh, Pac-Man 99. I won a game of Pac-Man 99. Emily has never once congratulated me for that. I think I liked it. I don't think you did. Yeah, whatever. Never once has Emily congratulated me. And here she is. And I. this is an, yet another thing. Emily has already told me about this bake-off. I already said, and I quote, great job, exclamation point. I am a first place <laughs> person. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so, 
So it was actually very fun. We did it over Zoom. And so it really closely mirrored the signature bake challenge of the Great British Bake Off. Where we all had to like follow the basic same idea. We had to make iced cupcakes. And then like there were like instructors showing us what to do. Um, and like following us on every step, but we tried to have our own like special ingredient. And they were like, if it's a liquid ingredient, you add it now. If it's a a dry ingredient, you add it now. Stuff like that. Okay. Um, and then some people put like it in their icing. Some people put like a caramel, caramel in the center. So it would get like <laughs> oozy. Um, I chose. Mm-hmm. My cupcake was an Earl Grey tea cupcake. And my icing was lavender frosting because I was recently inspired by a tea I got from my soap spike box that I did not, um, did not have in the pot. And I would like to apologize to you for that. Um, (laughs) but so they were basically lavender Earl Grey cupcakes and they were delicious. I actually was too far, way too far in the weeds to see, to think if they tasted good. Have you ever had that experience where you just don't know if something's good because you made it and you know every single thing that happened to them? Yeah, about once a month I make a sketch comedy video and I have the same feeling. (laughs) Um, So like when I had, so when I made them the night before I turned them in to be judged, they were like too sweet. Like I took, I ate like half of it and I couldn't finish it. It was like an explosion of sweetness. So you made them at home. Yes. Over Zoom. Yes. And then the next day you brought them in. Yes, yes, and yes. people tasted them. Okay. So, I mean, if you wanted to, you could have cheated, right? You could have, um, <laughs> you could have remade your food. Oh, yeah. I easily could have ma- remade them. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just saying. You also, I mean, in theory, you could have bought store-bought cupcakes. Although I think store-bought cupcakes taste different than homemade cupcakes. Yeah. Yeah. And then I had them the next morning and I was like, are these a little dry? I think they might be a little dry. Even when I had them after I'd already announced the winner, I still was like, I feel like these are a little dry. But yeah. again, I was too far in the weeds. Mm-hmm. Um, Isn't but, Aren't cupcakes supposed to be sweet? No, but like, they were like, to quote Paul Hollywood and his fellow judges, they were like cloying. I don't think I've yeah. ever used that word before. Uh, I'm going to assume you use it right, because I don't know that word. <laughs> um, it's... Uh, I'm, I'm going to look it up next time you start talking, but it, um, it's like, it, they were like the kind of sweet that's too sweet. Does that make sense? Sure. Um, to quote Emily to, uh, when she messaged these, um, to me, I, I'll just say to me, um, <laughs> I was worried they were too sweet and too dry, but people liked them. I think I won on creativity and design. Um, there you go. So you've really, you, that's basically what you just said. And also I will say you also wrote like that you did it from the sip side, sip spy box. Like I've heard all this. You have tell a very consistent story. <laughs> um, so yes, I also, so I haven't gotten into the creativity aspect of them, mm. but so I, I handed them out to some people at work, Matt. I'm sorry. You didn't get one. You live too far away from me. Fine. Listen. I didn't think they would nail well. Okay. <laughs> um, but one of my colleagues, Eric, who sometimes listens, so I'm going to shout him out, today told me this is many days after my victory. Because, um, again, I'm a first place person. Um, uh, he was like, you ruined me. They were delicious. I didn't think they'd be good. And now I just 
Just that's all I want. I want your Earl Grey cupcakes. Wow. Um, and much like how you can hold a grudge against something for a long time, and then that means you really hold the grudge. It sounds like he held the deliciousness for a long time. Yeah. So that must make it extra true. Which made me really happy, although it still makes me sad that I couldn't, I couldn't get that from my own cupcakes. Like when I tasted them, I just couldn't. Mm. Wow. That's a, that's a real like, curse. It's almost, a, it's almost a Midas touch scenario. Not Midas touch, but it's in the same vein. <laughs> um, and I guess sometimes that happens with cookies where I don't mm -hmm. think they're as good as other people think they are, but it's not as dramatic. Like when I make snickerdoodles, I know they're good. <laughs> well, you're a first place person, so why wouldn't they be? But also I love snickerdoodles a lot. Maybe you should make more cookies of things that you like the flavors of. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> well, I, I will make lots of cookies. If I make cookies just for myself, I'll make snickerdoodles, but... Um, so this is my decoration. Um, so the school did a really good job and they gave us piping bags to like make it like a fun bonding event. We all got the same ingredients. Um, and they gave us like little piping bags, which I didn't know how to use before, but they taught us how you put the, the metal piece inside the bag. Mm -hmm. I thought it was like a hooking situation outside. It didn't make any sense to me, but I figured it out. And so I decorated them with like little... I mean, they were like lavender flowers, so I made the icing purple. And so they made like a little bit, not exactly, I don't even know what a lavender flower really looks like, but they looked like little flowers. And they held up really well. But then this was the piece that I was the most proud of. They're tea cookies, right? Mm hmm So originally, my original intention was to make tea like a- cupcakes. Tea cupcakes? Okay, yes, 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 yes. Was to make like a little fake handle, like, because uh, yeah. it's like a cup of tea. Um, but that was too much. It was too much. But I did take a tea bag that I already had that I actually used to steep into the cupcakes, which I do need to discuss. I have not discussed that part. Um, but I like used the icing to glue on a tea bag I made that said, um, it said I heart and then the name of my school. So, and I stuck it into the icing and like put icing over it. So when you lifted it up, the tea bag would fall to the side. So it looked like like a cup of tea with the tea bag out of it. Wow. Very nice. You're um, not impressed with my design. <laughs> I think I said very nice. Um, <laughs> um, no, I, uh, I, I appreciate the theming. Um, very good. I've I, I don't watch, um, I don't really watch, I have watched The Great British Bake Off, but I don't regularly watch it. Um, but I do watch Nailed It enough to know that people like, really can fuck that kind of stuff up so <laughs> i'm proud of you for doing a good job and yeah. for figuring out how the frosting works that is also something i feel like people mess up a lot <laughs> even on the great british bake-off they like don't the piping bags break they get there's disasters um i mean we weren't given a time limit so that was helpful but um i was really proud i normally don't so i don't normally like to make cupcakes because i don't like to frost things because one, I don't really like frosting that mm -hmm. much in general, but also it's like so hard. It's like time consuming and you have to wait until the cupcakes cool. And then you have to make sure the icing doesn't melt. And then you have to travel, make them travel without the icing all getting all bad. Mm -hmm. So I prefer, I truly do prefer to make cookies. I also like cookies more. So everyone, did everyone have to make cupcakes? I Maybe I missed this part. Yeah, they were, they, we all made iced cupcakes. And this was the teachers at your work? Yes. Or any, any 
any, any staff any, or just teachers? Any faculty or staff who wanted to join could join. Got it. Um, and it was, and the only, the only base requirement was that it was, I mean, there, you said there were like different instructions like throughout or whatever, but the basic thing was that you were all making cupcakes. Yes. Yeah. Um, we had and, you made, a... and you made the best ones, which is incredible. Great Thank job. You. Um, but so I do want to say one, one more quick thing about how I made them. Cause this was actually very exciting. Um, listen, I am bragging. Absolutely. But I also, this was a recent experience. I wanted to share with my friend, Matt. Um, but I had to steep the tea in milk. So I had to, basically, I learned how to make a London fog for this. Wow. So you had to steep a cup of milk for like, well, until it, until it, not boiled, until it simmered. And then you turn the heat off and you put four tea bags in. Um, and then you like let it steep for 20 minutes. And, you know, I don't know exactly how I'd make a London fog, but that seems like a good as good as a plan as any. Yeah. I think like if you get one at like Starbucks, they just like do the do the steamed milk steam steam you some milk or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> and then put tea a tea bag in there. Um very cool. Uh very cool. Um London, London fogs are also delicious. I have to do that again. I didn't actually think about it just now until I had realized I pretty much just made a London fog. Mm-hmm. Also, the Earl Grey tea I used was the cream of Earl Grey. From David's Teas, which is noted one of my favorite teas. Wow. Uh, sure, sure is. It's been declared on this very podcast. Um, so, listeners, I'm sorry I had to brag, but I was just so excited. You're not sorry. I also... I was proud. I never baked something like that before, using, like, tea like that. I guess I had once before I made these like shortbread cookies with Earl Grey in them, but I didn't think the Earl Grey actually came through at all. Mm. So this is the first time it actually worked the way I wanted it to work. Um, good. Now you have new ex- you have new experiences, and these cupcakes are also now that's a positive cupcake making experience. So maybe maybe you'll be less hate- less hostile towards cupcakes. <laughs> it's not that I'm hostile. It's, I mean, I still had the problem. It was like hard to like take them in to make sure they mm-hmm. didn't get destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, or tipped over. Um, mm-hmm. But. But you did it. I did it. <laughs> um, you need like a cupcake carrying case. I will say the whole time I was making them, I thought I only had one, six, like a cupcake tin that had six places. Mm-hmm. That's all I thought I had. But the recipe like made 12. But. Then I discovered another thing. So uh, my bake time was cut in half, which was very exciting. I was very annoyed about having to have it do it in two batches. You had two cupcake trays yeah. instead of one. Yeah. Um, well, very nice. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. I'm Star Baker. Um, you are. So the topic is Star Baker? <laughs> yeah, the topic is Star Baker. It's not Emily as a Star Baker? Also, also so in the show, Star uh-huh. Baker... You know, they always feel so elated and, and, you know, they feel so happy and you're so happy for them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I don't know exactly how they feel. They have much harder weekends. <laughs> I, I think I get it. I was so pleased to receive that email. You can feel as good as they feel. I don't, you don't have to, you don't have to like be less than them. I feel like <laughs> they're at least getting the glory of being on a TV show. You yeah. did it for the glory of just having a grand old time. I mean, I guess you are the best you're the best person at your school now, but. <laughs> um, when I told the kids, they cheered for me. 
that was really nice um yeah that's nice i'm cheering for you uh i'm not snaps <laughs> okay uh, my topic's job. done wow topic complete very nice <clears throat> Matt. yeah 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 so i'm star baker what are mm-hmm. you this week you are your topic by the way I am my topic. I, in a lot of ways, I am my topic this week. Um, I have uh, back on Matt's axe to grind for people who wronged him as a child, um, which sort of loops into your your top your frequent topic of reading and how I sort of abandoned reading for a long time because book reports ruined reading for me. Um, another thing that was sort of ruined for me as a kid, and I'm actually wearing a themed shirt for this, is. Uh, Youth sports, and wow. um, I'm wearing my uh, my Worcester youth soccer. It's just a t-shirt. It's like not even a uh, sports fabric. It's just a t-shirt. Um, but it's from when I was a little enough kid where they don't care that you wear like you know sporty clothes. Like they just hand you a t-shirt. <laughs> How long have you had this shirt? Um, well, I actually own two of this very same shirt that I'm holding up to you. Uh, I guess I've probably owned this for a solid. <laughs> I don't know. 28 years or something it's in pretty good condition besides just good condition um it was it was a uh it was a it was like it was a pajama shirt for a little bit got retired as a pajama shirt it's also like fits me now which this is like a shirt i wore as like a kid yeah (laughs) so it definitely was like a large when i like overly large when i was a kid um but um yes youth sports is my topic when i was a kid uh, the first sport I ever played was uh, baseball. And I hated baseball. I hated playing baseball so, so much. But it was like that thing where you're a kid and you're encouraged to do stuff. So you, so I, had, was, I was made to play t-ball and then baseball. And I was afraid of the ball. I never got unafraid of the ball. <laughs> I, um, I actually got hit in the head with the baseball once. I was wearing a helmet, so not that bad. But um, it's not like I had no reason to fear the baseball. And this was like all between when I was like five and eight years old. I, I, I don't believe I played baseball past age eight. So, uh, I was young and scarred for baseball. Um, and that wasn't made any better by like necessarily the parents. Although at that point in my life, the parents weren't so bad. Um, but then I switched, I, uh, I had to, I had to do something. I had to play a sport. Um, I did briefly do karate as a kid. <laughs> Um, I did not know that about you. (laughs) Yes. I made it all the way to purple belt. Um, But then I kind of hated, I don't know. I like grew to not really like that either. Like just going to the class, like I did classes or whatever. And it was so, I don't know. I just got lazy about it. Didn't want to go anymore. Um, And then I started playing soccer. Because again, little kid, got to play something. Got to do something. Uh, my first soccer team I was on, I met my still to this day longest running dear friend, Andre. Your was... longest consecutive friend? Yes. Um, and I honestly don't, I guess I started in second grade with soccer. Mm, hard to remember exactly. But um, I uh, did Worcester Youth Soccer, my hometown. You just sign up, you get thrown on a team, you get handed a color. My shirt that I'm wearing right now is blue. Wow. I, I, um, actually, this is not my first one because my first one, we had we our uniforms were actually better than these. They were like mostly green with some uh, gold and or like a marigold yellow, okay, <laughs> and white. And we 
were called the Packers Maricles? because we had the, we were like the Packers, like the Green Bay Packers colors. Those colors do make sense as Packers colors. <laughs> yes, we were like exact. It was mostly green, but like I guess the Packers are mostly green, but then have those other two colors. Um, and at that point, like just the coach like named named us the Packers, and that's just what we were called because of the uniforms. Uh, it was co-ed. It was a lot of fun. Uh, you just running around kicking a ball. <laughs> And I, I, I don't know. I, soccer was great. Loved soccer. It was the first thing that I think I really got super into. Because again, baseball, I kind of did out of obligation. And karate, I liked briefly, but then got tired of. And soccer, soccer was great. We no stakes when you're that young. <laughs> you just run around. You go to like have a pizza party or whatever at the end of the season. Specifically, when I was a kid, we went to the ground round, like an American. Uh, style restaurant and just like maybe it was pizza anyways but whatever just like have fun it's fun you're you're a little kid and you're playing playing soccer uh, a couple years go by i'm on different teams um some of the same cast of characters are on them but that's when maybe around like uh i'm guessing around fifth or sixth grade is when i discover uh bad parents uh the evil parents of other children <laughs> who are just there to treat you like like you're some sort of like like you're a professional athlete like or whatever. I'm like I'm a fifth grader. Like I'm going to play soccer like a fifth grader does. <laughs> and that's when I began to despise the parents who would like insist on coaching. And now lots of parents, great coaches. I had some great parents that were coaches throughout these years. Um but this was sort of the beginning. I had this one guy. I'm not going to put him completely on blast, but uh, I had this one Roger Johnson. He Roger Johnson. Ugh. He would just scream at people. <laughs> and uh, like looking back on it, I'm like, especially like through the lens of 2021 me or even like 20, I don't know, 15 Matt or whatever would be like, this is an unacceptable level to be yelling at children. <laughs> I'm sure there's still parents that do this too. Uh, I don't go to children's sports anymore. Little thing I try to avoid. Although I guess I walk by it when I, in the, if it's in like Prospect Park, I've like walked by people. We've done, it. we've recorded the podcast near youth sports. That's true. But they're like really babies. Yeah. They're like three or four year olds playing <laughs> soccer. Yeah. I mean, the, I, I walk by baseball in, um, in Prospect Park. And I, I, so far I've not heard anyone like egregiously screaming at somebody. <laughs> but I was egregiously yelled at uh, at that point. And I was like, I was always, but I was old enough to be like, fuck this guy. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm definitely old enough by like the fifth grade to be like, this guy is the biggest asshole in the world. And I knew it. And that, and I sort of was like able to ignore him. And then um, we'll just uh, go a couple, only a couple years later to seventh grade, where I actually met another uh, long, long running consecutive friend of mine who I got put on a soccer team with in seventh grade. Um, and seventh and eighth grade was the real beginning of the downfall where I was on this soccer team where I wasn't bad at soccer. I wasn't great, but I wasn't bad. But when you get like a little older, they start putting you on these teams that like the team might have been together. And then you're sort of like just getting thrown on this team, um, which I dis I have a hard disagree about that concept. We can we can maybe touch on that in a minute, but I'm on this team. And the like starting 11 players on the on the field are all like buddies. One of their dads is the coach. <laughs> and me and my now long running friend 
barely play at all all season because it is super serious. It's seventh and eighth grade soccer. It doesn't matter at all. <laughs> but the coach just took it so seriously, and all the players did, that like my parents are like paying for me to be on this, you know, this this sport league thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like barely playing and I'm like, this sucks. And I and I was like so angry with it all. And then it sort of ends my journey in, my journey of soccer ends in high school when I um I I guess I was oh my journey and it ends because um I do one year of JV soccer and it turns out that all the kids that were on that team that I didn't get to play on as were the varsity team at my high school and I was like well fuck this I don't like these guys I hate them like <laughs> I mean it's not even all of it's their fault they've been they've been pushed and pressured by their parents probably and and people who think they're going to get like soccer scholarships or some nonsense like that which I don't think any of them did. This is more of my axe to grind. <laughs> um, and so I quit playing soccer and I ran, I, um, I did cross country and I did track and field. And so I basically got forced out of team sports by team sports being so shitty <laughs> that I just started doing all running, running solo sport things. Um, can, I, can I share my own journey through youth sports? Please. I'm going to include dance in youth sports. Um, so I'm noted not athletic at all. Um, so I played soccer when I was a kid and my cousin was really good and he like did like traveling teams and stuff. Um, but I did, I was bad and I'll tell you a story about why I was bad. I'm, I'm, I will say I was briefly on a traveling team, so that's how not bad I was, but yeah, I wasn't like, yeah, I didn't sink all that much time into it. <laughs> um, he, so apparently, I don't remember this, and my mom might correct the stories, but I would get bored because I was not good. Yeah. And they usually put me on defense, so I'd probably be away from the play. Um, I have a few memories of youth sports. Um, but apparently I would, like, jump the lot, like, white lines. Like, my mom would see me walking <laughs> around, and I would, like, hop over the white lines, not run on top of them. And my mom asked me what I was doing, and I said something like, well, the white lines are where the sharks are. <laughs> and I could just picture little me making up a story in my little brain. This is, this is classic. This is classic kid is bored with sport because like when I did, when I played baseball, I would just like, I would just like, I, they stuck me in right field because that's where you put the kids who suck or whatever <laughs> or, and whatever. And I was bored and not, I just like, wouldn't pay attention. Like if a ball did get hit to me, I'm like not going to get it probably <laughs> because I'm too busy. Like, laying on the grass or putting them my glove on my face or something <laughs> ridiculous because yeah i'm just out there like trying to make fun have a good time i don't know i just Ugh. remember one time we were in practice and i got hit by a ball like right in the yeah. chest and the wind got knocked out of me i remember that yeah the white the the tigers and the white not the the sharks and the white lines are really my main story mm -hmm. um and i stopped playing I don't remember what the precipitating event of why I stopped playing was. I think it was just clear I was not. It was not for me. I I got I I think I would have been similar in soccer and except I I really was able to um, show that I was very fast. I'm a very fast. I'm a good runner. I've always been pretty fast. I think it's because I used to have to run away from bullies. But anyway, <laughs> um, I used to in soccer, like, I think the reason I usually played midfield, um, because I just ran a ton, I could run, I could sprint like up and down the field 
really fast. I could go back on defense. I could go up on offense. And I feel like that ended up being like, that's how I passed the time. And it, it, it helps. Like it's <laughs> not only was I passing the time, but you're supposed to run a bunch in soccer. <laughs> um, um, yeah. What was I going to say? Oh, so um, I also, when I was in like fourth or fifth grade, I tried to rejoin soccer. I don't know why. I guess I wanted to. I asked my mom, I think. Didn't work out. Um, when I was later elementary school, a little bit through middle school, I went to field hockey camp um, for two years, I think. I didn't try out for the high school team. I think we were on vacation and I didn't particularly want to. <laughs> but one of the years at camp, I don't know if it was the first or second year, I got most improved player, which really just means I was truly bad at the beginning. Really bad, yeah. <laughs> and I improved. Um, I did do soccer camp one year. That was a thing. I really did. I really did like soccer. I think that was why it was such a uh, devastating fall for me. I was like, I liked this. This is a thing I actually liked. Like I could, if I didn't get discouraged from playing soccer, then I could be playing soccer right now. <laughs> like just, you know, for fun. You could join a soccer league. I, in an improv class once, I was in a, a class with a girl who did an adult soccer league. Yeah, I know. It's, it can be tricky to break into, I guess. I like, I don't know. I've done, I mean, I've done some adult sports. Like, I've done softball teams, like, as an adult, but um, I don't know. Uh, if I knew people that invited me to do it, then I would definitely do it. But it's, I like to, like, seek it out yourself. It's just, like, such a hassle to me. <laughs> I used to be on a comedy softball team. How's that? Were you guys funny? Instead of, instead of strikes, you had to make people laugh? Ha ha, yes. Um, no, you just had to play. Actually, people, that's another thing, like, people, um, some people were so intense with that, like uh, crazy intensity, especially like these old guys that were like these old like stand-up comedians who were like you'd think would just be like all comedy their whole lives. And they would get so intense to play um, these um, these uh, softball games. <laughs> um, I honestly, I just like what I want. Also, I also don't want to play something too intense. That's the other thing I like. I'm not a, I'm not a professional athlete. I've never really, I don't think I ever anticipated being one. And I think this whole time, like, I just have this, like, anti-competitiveness to a lot of that. Like, I, I guess I want to win. Like, I don't want to, like, be whatever. But I don't want to, like, I don't want to get hurt. And I want to hurt somebody else. And I want everyone to have a good time. <laughs> um, and, if you're, and if the reason you're not having a good time is because you want to win so badly, then that's your own fault. But, like, I don't know. Sports should be fun. <laughs> I also think people have a, a, an inflated sense of like whether they would get a scholarship or go pro doing something. And it, not to say that people don't get that. I got a scholarship for being an Eagle Scout. So you can get scholarships for all kinds of random things. But um, to like, you know, I don't know. I think everyone thinks that the, everyone's kid can be like that way or whatever. And in fact, I know that the guy who I said way earlier was the screaming at people <laughs> to play soccer I know his son didn't turn out to be any kind of athlete. So it's like <laughs> he just spent his entire youth yelling at his son to be better at soccer. And then, you know, he just he quit soccer before he even got to high school, I think. <laughs> wow. So what good did it do? What good did it do? And I was pressured to really like baseball. And then I mean, I now I and it's funny because it, I took a while off not caring about baseball. Um, and then I like now I, it's my favorite sport to watch, but like I still would never want to play baseball. <laughs> And I don't wish I was a, I don't like wish I was a pro baseball player, which I think is a thing people, I don't know. I remember when I was in fourth or fifth grade, we had to do this, like what you want to be when you grow up and we had to write about why. And a lot of people, I'd say a lot of boys picked like professional baseball player or something like that. 
And the teacher was like, you know what? It's really hard. It's probably not very likely. You know, I'm not like a lot of boys. So <laughs> here we go. It wasn't all I of them. I just remember it was like two or three. I, I mean, I know professional athlete or like that kind of stuff. It's like, yeah, it's a big boys. I don't know. It's whatever. I, I, I actually always wanted to own my own business. <laughs> that was like my little kid dream. Like when I had a lemonade stand, it was like, this is the beginning of something that <laughs> felt real to me. Um, <clears throat> now you own your own YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I, you know, I'm on you my are way. your business. I'm on my way. <laughs> few thousand more subscribers it could be a business <laughs> um do you have anything else you want to say about new sports be oh, kind to your kids be kind to your kids please 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 um and uh um i wanted to go i want to loop back on this like kids being like the team that was like the put together team it's not important none of this is important <laughs> if you want to prove your worth just like go on some random team and, and prove your worth or whatever. Like if you want to be with like your bestest best friend on the same soccer team, like fine. But I don't know that they should allow like the entire like 11 person team to just like decide themselves and then throw poor people, poor old me onto a team like that where I have to like deal with all these people who are already friends, impossible to break through. Very frustrating. Very annoying. Very sorry. Um, it's like, what the, oh, come on. I just want, I wanted a casual league my whole life. That's all I've ever wanted is casual leagues of things. <laughs> I think you just need to look into a soccer league as for adults. I did. Um, I bet there's beginner leagues. Probably. Yeah. I, yeah. I should look into it. Um, I did do, I did do like intramural sports in, in college. So it didn't like completely ruin my whole life. <laughs> I played broom ball, um, which is a cross between hockey and soccer, ice hockey and soccer where you, you wear sneakers on ice and you have a stick and you hit a ball and into a goal. Um, my team is pretty good. Uh, and, um, and I played dodgeball. I like that. You, we dodge were the worst. you can dodge a ball. We were the worst dodgeball team, but we still had a lot of fun. We got killed every time we went out there. But I... We also played like we did it. Like everything we did was like um, uh, co-ed or whatever. And we didn't, care to win so like we would just like put like we didn't like the rules are usually like you have to have at least two girls on the field at any time or whatever uh for any of these sorts of things and we were like oh well we're just gonna like treat guys and girls and whatever this equally so we would just like put whoever out there we're like there'd be these teams where they'd have like five like six foot tall guys and like their one girl who they would like tuck in the corner and it was always like i was like why this is an intramural sport you guys don't need to care that much about <laughs> this dodgeball thing to like you know, be doing that thing where you're trying to stack your team full of, full of, as, or put as few women on your team as possible. Like, that was always a weird thing. <laughs> One time in ninth grade, we were playing not dodgeball because you weren't technically allowed to play dodgeball, but dodgeball, but like with a different name and slightly different rules. And I got hit in the face and my glasses broke. Wow. Um, I, uh, I definitely didn't wear glasses to sport back then. I had no choice. It was in PE. Mm -hmm. I was in gym. I, uh, yeah, I just have better. I have, I have, I didn't use, I used to not wear glasses like all the, like, um, I mean, I never wore glasses full time until actually kind of recently, but like contacts, I didn't wear full time either until after college or sometime during, I can't remember. But like in high school, I still needed glasses, but I would just like not wear them to things like that. I wonder if I would have been a better athlete if I had better vision. 
<laughs> when I was playing. Hey, I was a pretty good track runner. I was good at track. I believe you. I used to come in. I used to regularly come in first place in some events. I've tra- seen your track and field jacket. I was a first place person. You are team. a first place person. We are both first place people. Heck yes. Um, yeah, that's all I have. Did you have any questions for me? I don't know. I feel like you answered them all as we as we went along. Great. I think you should look up an um, adult soccer league. Yeah, yeah. I've been running again, so I'm getting back in that shape. <laughs> yeah, that's why I go. I do running by myself. I do yoga. I'm, I just do singles athletics now. God, much like how I read now. Maybe I should get back into team sports. Topic done. Topic done. Do you have anything you want to plug? Yeah. All right. Well, I have a YouTube channel. You all may have heard of it. Maybe this is your first episode ever, though. Who knows? You can check it out at youtube.com slash Matthew. I'll spell my full first name. Aramondo, my full last name. Um, I think I'm going to have a new sketch out this coming Sunday. Wild. Whoa. Um, I haven't named it yet, so it might be called Ugly Chair. It might not be. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to come up with a better name by then. What if it's, okay, I'm going to brainstorm names knowing nothing about this sketch. Mm-hmm. Lonely chair. Lonely chair? Okay. Left out chair. Left out chair. Unattractive chair. <laughs> Neglected Unattractive. chair. Hmm. Worn down chair. Worn down by life chair. Hmm. These are all adequate descriptions of the chair, but maybe not what the sketch will be called. Okay. Don't take my ideas. Um, I'm, I'm hearing them. I, cause on, I, think if, I think it might not have the word chair in it. I think that might be the big change. So since all of yours still contain the word chair in them, <laughs> those might not be what it's called. Okay. I, I think if it keeps the word chair, it'll be called ugly chair. Otherwise, the name is completely different and has none of the same words. Okay. Worn down by life furniture. There's your title. There's your title. If you don't take it, I'm going to be mad at you. Okay. Okay. Well, prepare to be mad at me. <laughs> um, Emily, do you have anything you'd like to plug? No. Okay. Um, great. Um, well, if you're not already subscribed to our podcast, uh, you know, please do that on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify or just bookmark tbdpodcast.com. Uh, speaking of that tbd podcast that's our username on uh twitter instagram and facebook you can also email us at tbdpodcast at gmail.com and uh if you missed the uh, announcement last time we do this uh, podcast every other week now so um yeah so see you we'll see you in two weeks um anyways uh i've been matt armando i've been emily riggins and this has been tbd with matt emily Bye.